The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Unaccompanied cats roaming the streets, not an unusual sight, you would say. But should we be just ignoring these animals or do we have a responsibility to protect both the stray and the feral cat? Pete Wedderburn, Pete the Vet, is with me. Pete, good morning. Good morning. What's the status of cats? Well, it's interesting because it did change a few years ago with the Animal Health and Welfare Act 2014. And um, what happened was pet cats, like dogs, they were classified as protected animals. And that's defined as any creature in the possession or under the control of a human being. Uh, and that means that animals that are under our control, we are those animals are protected animals. And as protected animals, that means that you have a duty as the person who's protecting that animal to look after it. So you have to provide adequate food, water, shelter, and you also have to make sure you look after the health. So if they, they fall ill, you have to you know, take them to vest and get them treated. If you don't do that, you're committing a crime. If you abandon a cat. So if you abandon a cat, that also is a crime because that cat is a protected animal. And if you're abandoning it, then you're going to cause it harm. So you're not allowed to abandon animals. What about the feral cat? So that's when it gets a bit more complicated because um, feral cats or or cats, people sometimes call them stray cats, they're living independently. So legally speaking, that means that they're living in a wild state. And that means that they're no longer classified as a so-called protected animal. And um, it's kind of logical because obviously if an animal's living in a wild state, there's no human being who can be held responsible because, you know, they're living in a wild state. So that means that um, who could be held accountable um, for not getting them treatment when they Mm. fell ill? Nobody could be held accountable. That means they're not defined as protected animals. And this really upset a lot of um, feral cat advocates when the law came out because they started to think that somehow that feral cats were now treated like pests and that they were no longer, you know, they were were suddenly different Mm. to pet cats. But it is simply the legal idea that there's there's nobody to be held accountable. But that doesn't mean that they don't have good protection because under the law, they're still are protected from cruelty. They're not given, if you like, the legal protection that somebody has to care for them, but they are given legal protection that nobody is allowed to be cruel to them any more than they could be cruel to any living creature. Um, uh, Finally, on this topic, I know you're talking about it more at the annual meeting of the Association of Dog and Cat's Homes. Uh, tomorrow, is that? It's actually today, straight, straight after the show. I'm going straight, straight up there. That's yeah. why you're looking so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear, don't wear a suit when I'm cycling. Uh, just that one thing. Do they serve a purpose? I mean, do they keep uh, rodents at bay? Absolutely. Feral cats are an important part of our communities. They um, they tend to cluster in places like the backs of restaurants, backs of hotels, where there is a bit of a surplus of food sometimes. And where if the cats weren't there, there would definitely be a serious issue with rats and mice. So cats, um, feral cats form a, a really effective function in our society and they should be encouraged but they do need to be managed you do need to control their breeding in particular otherwise they'll have dozens hundreds of kittens that can grow up to be hungry and starving and sick so to make sure that they're uh, they're not causing themselves a bother or anybody else a bother you have to manage them manage them properly that means trap neuter release schemes and if you want to know more about that there's a really good website called feralcatsireland.org feralcatsireland.org and they'll tell you all about how to get involved with trap neuter release schemes now some of the questions my 13 week old 
old puppy is going through the nervous phase and I want to use treats and praise to help him through it. The only problem is he doesn't want any of the treats when he's terrified. What sort of food can I use to attract his attention off his fear? That's from Sue. It's very interesting, Sue, because you're, you're doing the right thing in, in the sense of you know trying to reassure him with treats that everything's okay. But I think sometimes it does help to be anthropomorphic. It does help to imagine you are this little dog being terrified. So if you were, let's say you were a child and you were terrified of something, your parents offered you a sweet, would you want the sweet? Absolutely no way. You might want a sweet to put in your pocket, but you wouldn't want to eat it right then because you're terrified. So I, I think it's probably wrong to expect that he's always going to want treats, however tasty they are, if he's frightened. And what's more important is that you reassure him in some way and take him away from the thing that he's frightened of. When you're socialising young puppies like that, you're meant to introduce them to new experiences, but you're not meant to let them get terrified if he's getting terrified then he's getting too much exposure you need to back off whatever it is that you're showing him my black labrador gets on well with almost all dogs but loses his mind when he sees large black poodles it's bizarre he growls and barks and pulls on the lead whenever we meet one he just wants to get at them he never even met one before this started happening so it's not down to a bad experience my sister reckons he just objects to their silly haircuts (laughs) (laughs) is it unusual for dogs to take a dislike to one other particular breed. No, it's quite common actually, and I, I don't. I, I think it's unfamiliarity. I mean, these black poodles with, with slightly unusual haircuts do look very different. They don't look like other dogs sometimes, and so um, dogs like your Labrador are just frightened of them. And when dogs are frightened of things, they often show that fear in aggression. So the best thing to do would be to get him used to black poodles. Mm. Ideally, you should. Track down a friendly black poodle. Maybe go to the, through the Irish Kennel Club, find a, a, a breeder who's got black poodles who lives near you. And um, you should then have the black poodle approach your dog from a long, long, long way away and then take action to get, you know, gradually get the dog used to, 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 to um, the poodle. And, you know, over time they might become friends. We have a beautiful red fox who visits our garden every day. I leave a small amount of food for her, not a full meal, which she eats and then she heads off. Um, would... Pete, comment on this. That's from Lauren. In well, background. Lauren, I, I think you're doing a good job of, of just making sure this poor fox is well fed. I feel sorry for foxes these days because our, our um, wastes, is uh, our garbage is so well controlled and sealed. It's very tough for them and they can go hungry. So, you know, if you're feeding him every day, then, you know, that's, that's helping him exist. Good for you. Why is my dog becoming more aggressive and how do I stop it? He's eight years old, not neutered. Uh, He's a male papillon whose behaviour has become more aggressive, culminating in him nipping a couple of us for no reason over the past year. Not stressed or scared, but has always been spoilt. So it's unprovoked. That's from Jen. Well, Jen, I would say that no dog ever bites for no reason. What you really mean is for no reason that you can perceive, but there must be a reason. Dogs don't just randomly bite unless they've got rabies or some terrible brain disease that means that they're behaving utterly bizarrely. Nearly always, there is a reason for your dog biting. You just don't know what it is. So what you need to do is to engage with a really good behaviourist who will sit down with you for an hour or more, go through every aspect of these incidents and identify what it is that's causing your dog to want to, to nip and then help you deal with it. That's the only answer here. Uh, this is a comment here a small population of feral cats in my neighbourhood were destroyed by the authorities just before summer we had a serious rat problem shortly after the cats are back now the whole street is feeding them to make sure that they but <laughs> stick make, around make sure you, you trap and use and release them otherwise you'll just have the same problem where people think there's too many cats they take them all away and you'll get back into the same back terrible the cycle again. that's anyway Paul in Dublin 7 we have a dog who continuously licks the floor and stares at the ground shaking we think it's anxiety and it usually flares 
upstairs when he hears the oven beep or when we get home from work? Is there any tip for helping him deal with his anxiety? This is a complex one. What I'd suggest you do is take a video of your dog exhibiting this strange behaviour and take it to your vet and show your vet. Often what vets would do is to use anti-anxiety medication of the same type used to humans sometimes and they would use that um, to calm a dog down to, to a state where they are able to learn that there's nothing to get upset about when things like yeah. ovens beep or whatever and then once they've learned that then they don't do it they don't do the strange behaviour anymore and you can wean them off the medication. So a chill pill for the dog. Exactly but a video of a dog showing strange behaviour is a wonderful way of helping your vet make a diagnosis. Because you go to the vet and then the dog won't do it yeah, for the vet. It's very very hard to explain it. It's no, no better description than actually seeing the animal doing it in a video. Alright well Pete uh, thank you very much for joining us. Pete Wedderburn, Pete the vet uh, speaking today about the uh, question of feral cats at the Association of Dog and Cats Homes. Uh, so I hope that goes well for you. Thank Pete. you very Thank much. Thank you very Pat. much Thank for you. coming in.